0: This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money It's 3 o'clock
1: on the dot, you know, you know what, what that means. means. It's, it's time, time for, for Lana, and the Kings. King. Yeah. Na, 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 Chuck and Chernoff. Na, 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 Chuck and off on the fan. Driving home at, in a traffic jam. But we got, but we got Chuck, Chuck and off on the fan. Na, 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 nah, Chuck and yeah. Na 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 na, Chuck and Chernoff, the fan.
2: All right, here goes nothing in our 3 o'clock hour. It's Chuck and Chernoff on the radio. We'll be with you till 6 o'clock and then 680 Rewind. The best of the 680 Broadcasting Day that you might have missed. I will also tell you off the top, Friday, 3.30, audio fun bag time. We will crack open a fun bag for the first time in a very long time. So make sure you're here at 3.30. Oh, by the way, this hour of the show is presented by This Stuff Matters, helping you make the most out of what matters most. Like and subscribe to This Stuff Matters, the podcast at net. Let's start the uh, proceedings by saying hello to Charles. Hey, Matt. Hey,
3: Chuck. Can I mention something completely out of left field? Do it. Gandhi. Yeah? I met him. How'd that go? I hung out with him at the Cancun Airport one time. Who would have ever guessed? Yeah, a guy's a D. Oh, wow. I've never heard that. I hate Gandhi. Okay. A hot take and uh, nearly as peaceful as people say i would yeah that's yeah. that's the story right there there's no doubt it's all marketing
2: uh so the braves were busy today and they still are in Northport against the orioles bryce elder got the ball this afternoon is now the calendar turns to march 1st you know what that means folks we have major league real baseball regular season baseball later this month but until that time the braves continue to get themselves in uh Spring training shape into regular season shape, and Elder got the start. Now, he ended up going three innings. The first two and two-thirds were fine, and then he just could not get the final out the wheels. Fell off, and he ended up giving up four hits, three earned. He did strike out three, which I'm sure Braves Twitter takes in stride anytime Bryce gives up a couple of runs. Rysell Iglesias pitched a scoreless inning. Darius Vine pitched three scoreless innings with three, uh, with three strikeouts. Tyler Matzik, a scoreless inning with two Ks, so... That's where it stands right now. But I know what you guys want to hear about. Before the game, it was announced that Ronald Acuna would be scratched with soreness in his knee, and the panic was there. I went through some of the social media. Now, Mark Bowman, friend of the show from MLB.com, reported that Ronnie just felt a little sore playing yesterday, could be back in the lineup as early as Sunday. They weren't going to play him on the road tomorrow in Dunedin. It's March 1st, people. Like, if, if Ronnie has a toenail that hurts, sit out.
3: It's not unusual to get into a competitive, like a for-real competitive thing, not 12 games in Venezuela or Arizona. Um, and it's just a little adjustment is all. Don't worry about it. It could be the humidity. Who knows? Like
2: if you're going to worry March 1st about stuff, 27 days is what the Braves have between now and opening day. So, he
3: stayed up playing video games and just didn't feel like playing. Who knows?
2: Or it could be normal, regular yeah. or excuse me, spring training soreness as you get back into it. And, again, it's not a huge deal. Now, we have 27 days to wait until the Braves open. In Philly. I keep forgetting baseball opens its season in 19 days. It does that. The Dodgers and Padres are going to play in Seoul, Korea, March 20th and 21st. They'll play two games that have first pitches at 6.05 in the evening. Then they're going to hop back on a bird, come back to the States, take a few days off, play an exhibition three-game series, then resume their regular season. Seems to make perfect sense.
3: Major League Baseball has done this before. It's uh, it's the ultimate cheapening of the uh, sport. And you've got a game that was in Australia. They've done it in Japan um, where you play two games and then come back and play another week of spring training, have some workouts and a few games. Then you restart the season in the United States with Weird. a 2-0 record.
2: Now they'll couch it under trying to build the brand of the game globally. Fine. That's money, yeah, that's it. But it would be like the, the NFL, who also tries to build its brand, deciding on August 9th we're going to play a regular season game, but then August 16th and 23rd, back to preseason, before we ever, before we begin the regular season with everybody else. It's very odd. It's,
3: it's, it's a cheap. You devalue it. And they don't care. They Again,
2: there's probably some bucks, and it makes sense. Yeah, that's and they go the why they do it. Do it. Yep. All right, um, let's get to the football. As the combine continues in Indianapolis, I feel like the on-field stuff has all been just completely muted as far as the drills because – all that we've seen is, here's Drake May on the podium, right? Here's Jaden Daniels. Here's Caleb Williams, or Caleb as we heard him called. And it's all been about the rumors relating to the other stuff, the free agent quarterbacks, the trading rumors around Justin Fields, all the above. In fact, I want to play you guys a piece of audio from Diana Rossini, who I think is one of the better football reporters out there. She was on the Athletic Football Show. And this relates to something, Chuck, I had said to you earlier in the week. I just I didn't get the feeling that the market for Justin Fields was nearly as big as the media was trying to uh, portray. I was just, the math on it didn't work. Well, here's Rossini, after being in Indy, sort of echoing those sentiments. When my uh, United flight landed in Indy, I was immediately... Uh, on a mission to keep track of all the teams that are going to be in on Justin Fields, right? I'm chasing down Pittsburgh, Atlanta. I'm, I'm just thinking of every team that could use him, where it would make sense, where there's offensive coordinators that, that could have success in, 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 with his type of ability. And now I'm leaving in 24 hours, and I can tell you, I don't think the market is as robust as a lot of people thought. It's just not surprising. Do, do the math on the teams. Falcons, yes, maybe. Raiders, Okay. I'd never bought the Steelers. I didn't think the Titans. I didn't think like there was like a teams being attached to it that I just didn't see. Now, the Falcons still might be in on Fields, but Chuck, my belief on this is Fields is like plan D for them. And that's not an insult to Justin. It's like their plan A is Kirk. Their plan B might be Baker. Their plan C might trade up in the draft, and then plan D might be Justin. For all the things I've talked about, Justin doesn't fit the style of offense that Sean McVay and now Zach Robinson wants to coach and play here in Atlanta. Doesn't mean they won't take him, but he doesn't fit it. He's not, a as they've said, they wanted an elite processor, a decision maker, all those type of things. It just it never fit the way everybody was trying to sell it, and I just don't think it's at the top of their priority list.
3: Here is the ultimate commentary for me, because the Bears have been with him every day for three years now. If the Bears didn't have the first pick, it just started for them at nine. I still don't think they're going to have Justin Fields as their quarterback next season. Like, they're not drafting Caleb Williams and replacing Justin Fields just because Caleb is such an outstanding prospect. I think they're moving on from Justin anyway. Like they've seen what they they needed to see, and they've he played a lot of football. I think he had thirty eight starts. Right, It's yep. a lot, a lot of football. So even if they didn't have the first overall pick, they're done with him. So it's not just, oh, well, Caleb's such a better prospect. They have to move on. No, I think they were done.
2: So there is also a world, like there is a world where Justin's a backup quarterback somewhere. That is not impossible, even with all the quarterback openings. Because you start doing the math on it. Washington and New England can settle theirs by drafting them. Or they could go another route. Maybe Justin New England could make sense. But if it's not, New England could just draft whoever's not taking between May and Jane Daniels. Then you start doing Minnesota and Atlanta. Cousins is going to take potentially one of those two spots. Uh, Russell Wilson could fill another one if he leaves Denver. Like, I don't know. It's, I don't, like I said, I never bought the Pittsburgh thing. I just didn't think it fit.
3: We'll see. A veteran fits there, but I don't think Justin Fields going into his fourth year is exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Arthur Smith looks around and says, I know I got fired. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be a head coach again, by the way. Sure he which means should. let's blow this offense up. All, All
2: right, right, here is uh, that's enough of our rumor mongering. Let's get our rumors.
3: Uh huh uh-huh. <laughs>
2: The big finish there. Chuck, do you uh, follow Dante the Don from Barstool Sports? What do you know about Dante the Don? Um, on my Twitter account or on my sure, Instagram. Maybe
3: both. No, I don't. I don't think
2: he's I... hearing Justin Fields to Atlanta's official. A first round pick swap. Bears move from nine to eight. Falcons drop back a spot and the Bears get number forty three from the Falcons. If they did that move, I would be disgusted by giving up that much compensation for Justin Fields. So I don't, I don't believe that one's true for a moment. Uh, this rumor from Tony Pauline that the Falcons not only have been linked to Justin, he said if a trade is not completed there and the Bears soon after the combine move another direction, he says I expect Baker Mayfield to be the top of the Falcons' wish list. Tony reports that Mayfield could get up to $40 million per year on a new contract wherever he ends up signing. Then the rumor popped up and was attached to our buddy Zach Klein that uh, the buzz at the Combine, and this is what's been aggregated from what either Zach said or what he intimated, that the buzz at the Combine is Kirk Cousins will sign with the Atlanta Falcons in free agency. And when I saw this yesterday, I texted right away to Zach, and I said, what are you hearing at the Combine? And he sent me the exact same thing that he ended up tweeting. He said, I never once said will sign with the Atlanta Falcons. He went back to the word that was used, the buzz coming from those and he says, scouts and agents and front office folks, he says, nothing from the Falcons. They just want a veteran quarterback, and he's the most veteran dude out there. Nothing concrete, nothing imminent, just big picture philosophy.
3: And it turned into Zach saying he will sign, and it's going to be $45 million a year. Zach said some words about football, and it turned into something on the crawl that Arthur Blank will not be denied no matter how much it costs. Yeah, Like he said some stuff right. about football, and then it turned into that. Zach is pretty good about sourcing. Absolutely. He's, he's very clear when he breaks yeah. stuff, by the way. And he's good at breaking things. Like if he was going to break news, it wouldn't be in some sort of arm's length couched halfway. Zach would, Zach, Zach breaks stuff. When well, there's a Zach bomb to be had. And I always enjoy it. I'll get a
2: text with just an emoji of a bomb. I know something's on the horizon. There was no bomb in this one. So this was not true. But I think, and I'll give the Falcons credit on this. They've done a good job in misdirection, although it's not hard. You've got Steve Weiss a couple of days back saying, I think the Falcons want to be aggressive based on what I'm hearing to trade up in the draft. And then Zach Klein's like, they want a veteran quarterback. You know, both things could be true. And I keep saying this over and over again. They don't know what path they're going to ultimately have to walk down because they don't control any of this. Because the Falcons are stuck in purgatory in the draft at 8, they're at the the behest of all these other teams like – Chicago's got to do what they do. And then Washington and New England, somebody else might trade up. The Falcons don't know what's going to happen in front of them. Now, they can try to trade up themselves, but that has to come from the other team agreeing to their deal. Then you get to the Kirk Cousins stuff. They can make Kirk the godfather offer, and Kirk could turn them down. They don't control that. They don't control the trade to Justin Fields if the Bears don't want to do it. So I I believe they want to be aggressive in the draft. They want a veteran. They're walking all these paths with no clue yet how they're going to work out.
3: Saying is still true. Next best answer to yes is no. If they could even get a no from Kirk Cousins, that at least eliminates this, like, 14 different scenarios. Now we move on to these. So
2: I do believe there will be two new quarterbacks on the Falcon roster. I have no idea, too, and this is a fun game, right? It could be Kirk Cousins and Spence Rattler. (laughs) It could be Baker Mayfield and Michael Penix. It could be J.J. McCarthy and Mac Jones. It could be Jaden Daniels and Jacoby Brissett. I have no clue. I wouldn't, like, if you put a gun to my head, you'd have to pull the trigger because I have no idea. And that's... Not because the Falcons are giving you great misdirection. It's because none of us know how the other dominoes are going to fall that will leave what's on the board for them. I have no idea. But I keep saying this, guys, and here's the disappointing part of this. The musical chairs of this, there is a world where Mac Jones is here or Jacoby Brissett is here or Gardner Minshew is here. To try, to see. Well, not even to try and see because they were plan F and plan A through E went away. And when you get through A and E, you can you know stop your feet on the ground and say we didn't get no. our way, or you have to fill the spot with somebody, and that Humans, might be left.
3: But like Mac Jones, I don't think would be a scenario to bring in as the quarterback. No, but it would yes. be.
2: We need a quarterback, so Mac, you're our free agent, and now we draft Michael Penix, or now we yes. draft uh, yes. whomever. Yeah. So
3: that world does exist. nope but not acquiring Mac Jones and going. We're set. All right, no. we're good. We solved it. No. We told you we are going to address it. They'll lie to you and say that. He was our first choice. <laughs> no question.
2: Uh, how happy were you yesterday to see the news that the SEC announced its appearance schedule for SEC media days in Big D?
3: Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Have you noticed who is paired up on back-to-back days? They did a really good job on a couple of things. First of all, they mm-hmm. needed to avoid the local media being busy on Tuesday because that's the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Texas and Texas A&M, they had to schedule those two uh, and be creative. But they really made it so if you're going there, you can stay one night and get maximum Alabama-Auburn, I think, are on consecutive days. Um, if you look, Texas, Texas A&M. Well, look, you look-
2: let me go through the schedule here. And here are two things. Number one, it's the first time it'll be in Dallas. Yes. It'll be at the Omni Hotel in Dallas. It's now been in four different locations in four years. This is what the SEC always in The Right. It was Nashville, Atlanta, Birmingham, now Dallas. But on Monday, July 15th, Brian Kelly, LSU head coach, will be in the building. Ole Miss head man Lane Kiffin, South Carolina Shane Beamer, and poor Clark Lee from Vandy. Then on Tuesday, it's Kirby Smart Day. So Kirby, Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz, Oklahoma head coach Brent Venables, and Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel. Then on Wednesday, and here's the weirdness that I, as long as I've been in this business, this is the first time I've said Alabama head coach, and it's not Nick Saban. Kalen DeBoer will be in the building Wednesday, uh, July 17th. Florida head coach Billy Napier, Miss State head coach Jeff Lebby, and Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Then the final day will be Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman, Auburn's Hugh Freeze, Kentucky's Mark Stoops, and Texas A&M's Mike Elko. The weirdness of not having a Saban day will take some time, right, to get used to.
3: Yeah, and when you look at the four days – this is the difference between the ACC and the SEC, for instance, and they don't ask – you know, the ACC says don't compare us, uh, but we do. The ACC had exactly two hooks, and they purposely spread them out as far as possible. In an in a night, it's going to fail. Mm-hmm. An idea that we'll keep media in Charlotte right. for four days. Mm-hmm. They're not. Um, the worst day, the consolation day, the day that has the least sizzle, in Dallas will be Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, and Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that by far is the fourth best day. That shows that even in a year where you lose Nick Saban, now you still have Alabama, mm-hmm. and you and I have been in Hoover when it was Francione and when it was Shula, and it was still a circus. Like, that seems like 50 years it ago. It does. Um, Saban was carrying it. that next level. The Alabama brand will always do something. Obviously Saban, it was just a different stratosphere. Even in a year where you lose Saban, this schedule is for just like hammer, Mm -hmm. hammer, hammer, hammer. And when you look at it, again, Texas and Texas A&M are on back-to-back days, so you can travel from wherever in far west texas and just stay one night also they avoided the all-star game auburn and alabama consecutive days et cetera. they did a good job with that
2: uh brian Gephardt, great point saban will actually be in the building for sec network and espn just hovering omnipresent there he is looking down on everyone will he do meteoro huh. mm. so he will be there keep that in mind uh and uh sorry charles the hawks got nipped last night by 27 points so your four zero dream without trey young came to uh well, it died last night. It came to a halt. So they'll play tomorrow again in Brooklyn.
3: Turns out they're not good. What? At least on defense and without Trey, then they have less of a chance to outscore people. You just cracked this code. So that's yeah. With Trey, they have a chance to outscore. Right. Without Trey, less. I
2: think Brooklyn was like 15 for 32 from three.
3: And they're not good, by the way. Brooklyn's not good.
2: Even for the best team in basketball to go 15 of 32 from three means you didn't get a hand up.
3: You didn't do anything. So. No, that's shooting off of a rack of balls uh, after the game. That's yeah, a nice shoot around, so yeah. they'll do it again tomorrow.
4: Get ready for Chuck and Chernoff's Worst Idea.
2: All right, we'll take your worst idea answers at the Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. We want to know the most awkward place where you laughed out loud. We played these news anchors who were laughing at inappropriate news stories. And the stories weren't inappropriate. Their laughter was. <laughs> you're doing a story about a woman decapitated or a, a story about a DUI laughter is not good. I think I told you the story. I was at a funeral, not that long ago, and a car horn started going off. And I couldn't help, at this most serious of time, as everything was quiet and somber, I just laughed. And I tried to stifle it as much as I could, because it was at this serious time of like, now we lay him, and I just, I couldn't help but laugh. I felt bad, then I moved on.
3: I've had a kid, there's a girl sitting in the first row taking a test. And I mean, it was. I look up perfect timing as the big pin explodes and she gets that blue streak down the. I just laughed. She Everybody's taking in. a test. Coach mm-hmm. Oliver burst out laughing and then immediately look at what I'm looking at and see she's got the blue streak down her arm.
2: And she still talks about that in therapy, too. I years hope later. not. Yeah.
3: I shouldn't have done that. I was. Never mind.
2: And then he laughed at me and forever. I
3: just laughed. No, I laughed at the. Yeah, but she didn't know that. Ink.
2: Right. That DT, what you got?
4: Uh, apparently, laughing in studio with Cellini Namino is really distracting for Chris Domino. Oh, so. really? Did
2: they tell you to stop? Yeah, I mean, I, I should keep it down. Oh, oh I'm sorry. According to Domino, Cut
3: him off. Oh, that? no, no. Domino was in an old man Domino mood today. I heard him yell at Oh, he, he got in. into Chuck. Yeah, he was in an old man Domino. mood. What mode. did you
2: do when you came in here? This was about 1.30. Existed? Chuck just came into the studio around 1.30 before. I put my bag down. You didn't
3: touch the TVs, nothing like that. Put okay. my bag down. Only
2: thing that bothered me is Had the, a scarf.
3: the open umbrella indoors. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Bad juju. So, yeah, Damino was just being, uh, he was. All right.
2: Uh, Brian Gephardt, uh, what was the uh, inappropriate time where you laughed?
3: It's an open casket funeral, but it's, it's with the crying in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of when you're over on one side and you have one situation going on mm-hmm. and then you're laughing over here. It's, funerals are interesting in that way.
2: Mm. That's a fair point. Uh, Colin Madden, when did you awkwardly laugh? I would also be at a funeral. I was picturing what my friend would have said about the people attending his funeral. We're judging his response to the crowd. And oh, his, his singers. He's like, Why is people? this guy here, you know? Okay. Is this thing on? Anybody here from Roswell? Okay. So we apparently we all laugh at funerals. I didn't know we were all that sad and sick.
3: Domino was angry because he really liked the February special at Piccadilly. I get so. it. That's
2: fine. You're not going to make him happy if he's hearing this. I just want you to know that. Uh, you guys will send your answers to the uh, Harris Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed, Most Awkward Place You Laughed Out Loud. We will open a bag of audio fun. Then they got the fan promo team showing up. They're going to stick around till 8 o'clock. Right. 8 o'clock. Let's say 8 p.m. Did I get that right? (laughs) New Edict around the station. We got it right. Yeah. We'll do that in 10 minutes. Coming up next, though, if the Falcons big board looks anything like this, I know who they're not taking at number eight. Blue (laughs) Drees. It's not Blue Drees. Jameson Winston. (laughs) Not him either. Kyrie Leonard. Could be him. We'll tell you who it is next. We will indeed crack open a bag of audio fun coming up in five minutes with Chuck and Chernoff on the fan, which means you can hear us on FM at 93.7. Doing it again on AM today at 680. And, of course, steaming all across our 680, the fan. That's how we do. Mobile app. The 3 o'clock hour of this uh, radio program is presented by This Stuff Matters. Helping you make the most out of what matters most, you can like and subscribe to This Stuff Matters, the podcast at thisstuffmatters.net. Get your cameos in. Videos of somebody that you deem to be a celebrity, have them send it to you. You, in turn, then put it on one of our socials, or you can just uh, email it directly to social at 680thefan.com. You'll see it pinned at the top of our Twitter. We'll make it very easy. All throughout the month of March, whoever you know that fits the description of a celebrity. Do we have one that already has come in? Is that the rumor I'm hearing? Kind of. All right, kind of. I don't even know what that means. We'll try to see if we can work that in. Before the day is done. All right, before we open our uh, our bag of audio fun, Chuck, I wouldn't even begin to tell you who I think the Falcons are taking at number eight in the draft. But if I'm going to go off their history, I know who they're not taking. Because their big board, it is their guiding light. It's their North Star. They proved that when a lot of other teams say it and don't mean it, the Falcons meant it when they took Kyle Pitts. When they took Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell or Micah Parsons. All three of those things were more positions of need. They took the best player. I can argue the same happened when they took Drake and to some extent with Bijan. While I don't know what the Falcon big board looks like, I do know what Daniel Jeremiah's looks like, and I do know what Matt Miller's looks like, and I know what Dane Brugler looks like. And while it won't look identical to the Falcons or any other NFL team, they're not that far off. One team might value a player at 10. Another team has them at 13. They're all relatively close to each other. So when we had Matt Miller on the show and he mentioned J.J. McCarthy was 18 on his board, I went, "Mm, well, that seems way too high for the Falcons. Well, then I looked at Daniel Jeremiah, who had J.J. McCarthy at 27 on his big board, and Dane Brugler at 24. So the answer, let's say the answer lies in the middle on those three, on on J.J. McCarthy, on just where they have him ranked. And a big board, I'll remind you, not a mock. Just we're ranking players based on how good they are lack of those
3: two numbers are not related when it comes to most quarterbacks, especially this one.
2: So if the Falcons are true to what they believe in, and that is BPA, that's best player available. They can't sell you on taking JJ McCarthy. There's no way there is no way they can stand up at a press conference and announce to you all. Well, JJ was number one player on our board when we got to number eight, because there's no way he is. Even if they haven't valued a little higher than everybody else, as the 14th or 15th. Now, that doesn't preclude teams from taking the player because it's a quarterback, and they all get overdrafted. That's part of it. But this would be, and I'll use the dumb draft word, this would be quite the reach, that if you took a player who theoretically is 18, 24, 27 on everybody's board, and you took him at number eight, Chuck, I say it all the time, what you do is then you end up overvaluing the pick. You put too much pressure on him because people think he's got to live up to being that. It's not the player's fault they get overdrafted. And if J.J. McCarthy is just a guy, And you took him at number eight and and the expectation he's supposed to play like that.
3: You're setting him up for failure. And there are situations where the Giants, for instance, are a great current example. They got better. But on the whole, if you're looking back, Daniel Jones, this is going to wind up being sort of a wasted block of years for the Giants because it's pretty clear there's a ceiling kind of looks like a hard one with Daniel Jones. He's never going to be an elite upper tier guy. Um, and they're going to take, I bet he's going to wind up being with them for eight years. Mm -hmm. And like you, you, so you have a guy that we got better and he was good enough. Problem is now you have a quarterback who's good enough.
2: And you asked the question what it's supposed to equal, right? Yeah. Daniel Jones was like the fifth or sixth or sixth, I think.
3: And then they broke him off. Well, that becomes the other problem. That's just money, whatever.
2: Well, no, it's not though, because now they made a decent deal with him where it's really short term, but the obligation you feel a lot of times is we're going to give him the full four or five years. That doesn't stand to be the case for every team because we're seeing teams pivot away from that. But in in still some circles, it's like, all right, we took him that high. We got to give him the full four. We'll pick up the fifth-year option. All right, he gave us one good year, so now we're going to pay him. And To your point, now it's like seven years or eight years. And what did it get you? They got a playoff win, and that's nice. But Like I said, they kind of solved it. But if I'm taking a player sixth at that position, it's got to equal some stuff.
3: Got to turn some ish around. Doesn't have to be Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan took over a team that earned mm-hmm. the third overall pick, and they were in the playoffs next year. Not on the sweat of his back alone, but then eventually it turned around to it was Matt Ryan doing a lot of this stuff. And, in fact, he became the guy that let you get a lot of other stuff wrong and still be in the playoffs. So it doesn't have to be at that level. But if you're drafting, like, six where Daniel – all they said was, all right, well, we got it right enough that we're better, and so we'll take it right now. It, it traps you.
2: So if I – believe what the Falcons have done is an indicator of what's going to happen. I don't think they'll take a quarterback if they stay at 8. Bottom line, they will trade up from there if they're able to, which I don't think they'll be able to, but we'll see. Or they'll trade back into the first round to get one of the next wave of quarterbacks. If they stay at 8, I don't think there's any chance it's for a quarterback.
0: It's time to tickle our audio fun bag and see what pops out. <laughs> ah! It's the audio fun bag exclusively on Chuck and Chernoff. Still no sponsor for the best
4: segment in all of radio. Who is that voice? Oh, my
2: goodness. Hi, guys. It's Carlos Medina. You hear him mornings on Extra 106.3 Atlanta's only conservative news talk radio station. but down the hall to the right. He did uh, craft the beginnings of the audio fun bag. So who else would we rather have than to lead us down this path?
4: I've been permitted one political joke for this segment, <laughs> okay. but I'm not going to use it. I'm going to give it to somebody else, so you'll just have to listen to see how this plays out. All right, Audio Fun Bag time. Here's a section we're going to start off with. Small mistakes where little things only turn into bigger things if you acknowledge them or you call attention to them. Matt, you always say it. If you mess up a word, keep it moving. Just okay? power through it. So let's start off with the sweet road dog, Adam Gillespie where the sports update has started. Adam is going to perform it, and I think he just lost his train of thought. Take a listen.
0: Let's hit the road in our Mercedes-Benz from RBM for a trip to the RBM of Atlanta's sports desk.
1: Sorry about that. I was not paying attention. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so,
3: Adam. Sorry is about so that. Busy. I was not
2: paying attention. Just,
3: you know what? Be
2: authentic. <laughs> or, or you could have just said, this update brought to you by, and keep doing the update. Sorry about that. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. That's about right.
4: All right, let's move over to Sweet Daquan that uh, you guys have knifed in the back so incredibly hard.
2: Well, no, no. Well, no, no, he was our intern. <laughs> he's now on the payroll, and uh, he's moved on to Greener Pastures. Ah, poor Sweet Daquan. So all he was trying
4: to do is play along with a segment that opens up nearly every Chuck and Chernoff show. And Matt decided, if
2: you're not ready, you're not ready. So we want to know. We got him too late. Uh, Daquan, do you want to play or do you want to come back to you next hour?
3: I would like to play. Who did we get too late? Really?
2: Oh, sorry. My
3: bad. All right, um, turn your mic off. That's done. No, you're <laughs> done. You're done. You're out. Uh, Colin, I
2: Colin he's late. done. Who, who did? Uh, Daquan, I'm sorry. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Colin, who did we get too late? I'll just pass today. <laughs>
3: Can we get Pass. So DaQuan's trying to do a thing. Here, take one of my Troy Gloss. You're BJ so rude Aston, to him uh, that Colin takes a pass on it. Exactly.
2: I can't be rude. This is a, We wow. got to be ready, guys. This isn't hard. On me. the sheet for seven hours. I gave it to you at seven a.m.
3: I was ready. I was ready. I misheard you. <laughs> give him <me> a shot. <laughs> All right, DaQuan, what do you got? I said Shaq at first, but I can give you another one. Wait. Wesley
2: Matthews. Okay. Thank you, DaQuan. Colin you heard- and DaQuan are on a two-day uh, yeah, suspension. Probation. Though she heard the disappointment, right? The beaten in my voice, just defeated. That was the best part about it was yeah. that you were so beaten,
4: I and was. Chuck is like trying to be the teammate to you know, kind of let's let's see if we can maybe get right. these guys back. Give them a shot. Well, and it just wasn't happening. No. I,
3: my favorite part is Coleman was like, "F that, I ain't walking in." <laughs> like that, that alley, that alley's dark. I'm not going in there today. <laughs> oh,
2: sorry, you Bye guys, bad. you guys know me. I don't get we're riled up very. Colum's often. was like, I just won't play. But, but <laughs> all like, I'm saying is. You knew it was coming. Everybody's had a look at the sheet except for Chuck for eight hours. He misheard you. <laughs> he misheard me, <laughs> right? Chuck. Okay. All right.
4: The best part is it had that feeling of when mom and dad are arguing in the living room and you don't want to go in there. <laughs> Cullen's like, uh-uh. Um... <laughs> not going to play that game. Let's move over to Cullen, who during what he's supposed to do in this moment is play a piece of audio from Stephen A. Smith. And in this case, he just completely lost track of thought. Take a listen. See, this is what happens when you start stepping out and doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Too many times. You realize I'm running out of content when I don't have producers. Well, would
2: you ever picture Stephen A. giving a hot take on chicken? It happened. That was my intro. But I'm watching Colin have a conversation with Derek. On the fans, Stephen A. intro. What's the better piece of chicken? The breast, (laughs) wing, or
4: thigh, this guy writes. (laughs) Colin, what was going on there?
2: Uh, Like Matt said, me and Derek were having a conversation. (laughs) Forget all that, though. What a big day on the show that we were playing audio about Stephen A. talking about chicken. It must have been a slow time. What a
3: wonderful moment. My my takeaway there is if you examine the people involved, like Colin and Derek, Gephardt now as well, they're wearing headphones. Literally, they have one thing above all else they're supposed to be doing. It's listening to this show. But I'm watching Colin have a conversation with Derek. Everything else should be second, third, fourth. Like, they're wearing headphones for
2: the purpose of listening to me and you. Now, I will say this, having worked on that side of the glass before, you do end up doing your own show at times. And either looking at the host going, that guy didn't know anything, so you end up doing what you're doing. So and then when it, the host asks you to play something, you're not paying attention.
3: I've it, been there. It was Colon and DT in the afternoons? Yes.
2: Oh, I'm sure there are times they're doing their whole show that we have no idea. A lot idea. of golf talk?
3: Yes. Oh, they're, they're an
2: offshoot of whatever you
4: guys were into. Yep. It might be about Clemson football, and they right. decided to go a different direction. They they're all, doing the same show. And they're
2: telling themselves we're doing it better than they are. Oh, of course.
4: Yeah. All right, let's move over to this is not a mistake area. This is a Chuck-inspired area, okay? Um. Take a listen as, and, and we're all used to this, but apparently Domino decided he'd finally had it as Chuck normally enters the studio, <laughs> wants the zen right, wants to make sure everything's, you know, the way he needs it, TV's off, everything <laughs> calm. He starts to do it, and Domino has decided he's not having it today. Take a listen.
2: Right after the game, Kyle Shanahan talked. Is it Evan Washburn who did
4: sidelines
3: yeah, for CBS? So. Yes.
2: And from what I understand, he told Evan no, 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 Washburn. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Put it down. Put it down. Chuck Oliver's in here turning off television. Put it down. And Chris Domino ah, is, not, is not having no, no, no. any of that 25
3: right now. up. Not now. Yeah, not now. And
0: maybe later. Chris
4: Domino ruling your with an show. iron
0: fist.
2: I mean, what, what's going on around here? <laughs> So you Hold can on. even hear Chuck in the background. That's my favorite part. I want to play it again. <laughs> yeah. You hear Chuck in the distance. Just you kind of heard an "amp." Like I don't know what the full hey, word on. was.
3: What what is his issue lately? You're on his time, Mr. How?
2: No, you're in his office during that. I think moment. he's a little reactive as all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me hear Chuck in that again.
4: Elevations Chris uh, is not is yeah, yeah, any of that. 25. Yeah, okay, okay. That's what
2: I'm <laughs> no, I'm not apparently. <laughs> oh
4: so in, in the only way that I guess, you know, domino he's uh, Demino's not underhanded. But when he gets back at you, he kind of puts it in your face. Mm-hmm. OK, so take a listen. This is, I believe, <laughs> the next day where Domino has decided he's going to try and imitate Chuck
2: to bother Chuck. Take oh, a listen. Gosh. Are you bothered that Domino walked in and turned the TVs on?
3: It's a little disconcerting, but I'm assuming there's a reason. And he's got uh, like a box full of sugar. Do you know why there's a reason? Because he's doing you. Do you not get this? Oh, the fact you didn't get that, though. That says less. So Domino's
2: eating in the studio with the TVs on now. He's just going to eat. So now you know what it's like. This is called uh, some of your own medicine. All right, watch this too. Watch. Oh, he's moving around. Domino's moving around, distracting. No, I'm, I'm trying to form. I'm not. I'm, just, oh, I'm oh, not he, here. He's not here. Oh, he's a pantomime.
3: Ignore me. He was getting his, he was he was getting mocking his revenge. Me. Yes, he was. Yeah.
2: But the best part about being Chuck being so into his own business, he didn't even notice.
3: Put it down. Like, <laughs> right, really thought he was getting he brought a you. cake in. He yeah. brought an entire like, a wedding cake here? in <laughs> eating a wedding cake.
4: <laughs> oh, I love that man. All right let's move over to uh it, it's only he it's only the kimmer, the man who works down the hall from you guys who's dominating 75 plus. I hear about it from our sales manager all the time. Seven, so five. so kimmer. He was making fun of the morning show, the one I appear on, and we decided why not try and throw somebody for a loop by changing his show open. You know, that's an old Chuck and turn-off trick. We used uh-huh. to do it to steak and everybody else for years. I want you to listen how this is what the open, you're not going to hear him talking as of yet, this is what it was going to sound like. It's supposed to start off with Bad to the Bone. You're going to hear a rooster. You're going to hear boings. You're going to hear people screaming. This is what the plan was to play this for Kimmer. <laughs>
3: All right, so you get it, right? Here's the plan. You've
4: got to fight through this. You know, 70s, uh, you know, porn music, adult stuff, people screaming. Hmm. Take a listen. Kimmer starts his show yesterday. He hears the regular stuff for Bad to the Bone, and this is what happens to him. Uh, Look out.
0: It's only me. Ah! Stand by. Ignore me. Ah. Oh. oh, yeah. Uh. Oh, my God, my nipples are hard as a rock. What the hell is going on here? This is new. I have no idea. What? what? We don't know what this is. Oh, my God, we've been
2: invaded. Oh, we've been hacked? Hmm. And now they try to turn it down been because been they have hacked. no idea what's happening. So the image of the Kimmer and his nipples being hard wow. is going to be on my brain what now. What's going on here? Yeah. The rest of the day. <laughs> That's uh, what you have to deal with. How right. about Let's my move over I... in to the,
4: in the final <laughs> section is the Buck Belue section. Ah, yes. And, I'm, again, I'm reserving my political joke for this portion of it. So let's take a listen. This was a breaking news moment where Alex Anthopoulos has just re-signed with the Atlanta Braves, got his new contract, and Buck is going to do breaking news as he should, but his teammates don't play along. Take a listen.
1: We got some breaking news here on the show. DT, We got breaking news.
4: Oh uh, yeah, Buck. It's just coming down from uh, from the Braves, oh, God. and uh, yeah, Great I don't know if you want the sounder or not. Yeah,
1: but, let's go with it, man. Uh, you yeah, make a well, sound. Give big. me one second. I wasn't yeah. ready for that. Let's see. Breaking news. Oh, oh seriously? You're gonna you're gonna mimic that?
2: <laughs> well, Buck, I wasn't ready for it. Give me one second. I think the, I think the moment's passed though. Just give us the breaking news. All
1: right, Braves are re-upped with Alex Anthopoulos. They're going to keep. I, I, that's
2: Derek's fault. That's not a Buck. I, I mean, seriously—that is not Buck's fault. That is not on Buck. Buck is expecting to have a competent uh, assistant to say, "Hey, breaking news! Here it is. Play the sounder. We got some breaking news here on the show." And
3: Derek- yeah, you're expecting that all of a sudden the sounder starts not. Yeah, we do. I see that coming down now. Thank no, you. seriously. <laughs> DT D- 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 that- filibustering—that is not on Buck. All right, that is
4: strictly on Derek. Way Thomas to go, Derek. How about this one? Uh, our, so our promotions director is Mike Key. He's done this for years. Mike also writes all the copies. Oh, I know. Here. The guys read. Yes. Yeah, so most of the time, nobody really points this thing out, right? I mean, you guys might hint to a little bit of it here and there. Take a listen to when Buck gets a piece of copy. He's not going to just let it go. Take a listen.
1: Man, we got our 2024 Chili Dip open. We're gonna tee it up on Friday the twenty-third at Bears Best Atlanta. You need to get signed up. First big golf tournament of twenty twenty-three. Uh twenty twenty-four, that is. Uh Key with another uh on the read is yes, twenty twenty-four. Oh no. Anyway, come tee it up, with us. <laughs> I Again, love that. You heard the you heard the disappointment in Buck's voice. Uh key with another uh on the read is
3: exactly right. It's oh. well said, Buck. You think when Buck was a quarterback, you go to the sidelines, you know, the guy dropped it, really. I threw it right to him. <laughs> just, is... you know...
2: Or if one of the play breaks <laughs> Bad down. Bad
3: play call. <laughs> you <know>? Seriously?
4: Just...
3: <sighs> <sighs> Wonderful moment. All right,
4: here's your final piece of audio as we close up this edition of the Audio Fun Bag. This is once again going to be Buck Baloo. But Buck is not the host. Buck has been invited as a guest to the Chuck Oliver oh. Show. All right, now Chuck was on vacation, so Heath Klein filling in, aptly knocking things and taking care of things. Take a listen where Buck decided he's going to issue this joke, and Heath, I think, was mortified. Take a listen.
2: I'll let you decide you want to go one to five, five to one, but, but take people through the Buck
1: Baloo early top five. Well, you know what I'd like to do first, though, is mention those that were under serious consideration to make my Others top five. Others receiving votes. Right, so Alabama is one of those teams. And, gosh, I look at Tuscaloosa right now. This this looks like the U.S.-Mexican border. Oh. Uh, you, the way you've got people coming across oh. uh, leaving Tuscaloosa right now, that's got to be alarming.
2: Oh. Well. <laughs> this looks like
3: the U.S.-Mexican
2: border. So, Los, you said you weren't going to use your – one political statement
3: so that's your voucher for this one that's your i allow your marker
4: mr buck baloo to use a piece of comedy from the chuck
2: oliver show and that's the only one i'm using did uh did heath respond i was curious with the
3: (gasps) no buck just went on with the top five after that (laughs) yeah i think he'd be kind of laid out at that point here's
2: poor heath he's like so you got lsu four
3: Oh, I never, you, I never heard you, that. You were thinking looks Texas? Like U.S. Mexican border. I never heard that. I never
2: heard that. That's on your show too.
3: I never. When was
2: that? You, you take all those days off. Guess what can happen? Border oh, right. jokes. There it is, Los. Order
3: jokes. That's right. Immigration I, I on just, the Chuck <laughs> Oliver Show.
2: Your calls next. There it is, an audio fun bag. Thank you, Los. See you guys. Oh, there we go. I Our first, know. yeah, first audio fun bag of 2024, not 2023 just in case anybody was confused. Uh, key with another uh, on the read. Is... <laughs> key with another on the read. All right. All right, coming up, Nick Saban didn't recognize one recent recruiting bargain. And what's ahead will be even more shocking. We'll tell you about that shocker next. Chuck and Chernoff on the radio on a Friday. Thanks to you guys for hanging out with us. We're on the fan on FM at 93.7. AM, although the weather is kind of wonky. Battle through that static on 680. No static to have at all on the 680, the fan. Mobile app, that's always going to be for you, uh, available for you anytime, anywhere, including during 680 Rewind tonight. The best of the fans' day of programming. If you missed any of the locker room, morning 6 to 10. Or the best of Buck, 10 to 11. Nick and Chris eleven to two at six o'clock. We give you more live, or excuse me, more local radio. Oh, seriously? That's right, Buck. Who knows? Maybe Buck's in there tonight. I'm not sure what's in the uh, in the six eighty rewind. You get it every night at six o'clock. Chuck, did you know that today is March first? I'm aware. Do you know what that means in regards to? It means the Caesar Sportsbook app launches. Yeah, it does right when you cross state lines into North. Carolina. Ding ding ding. Our partners at Harris Cherokee Casino want you to know that you will be able to make your wagers on the bestest of the best sports app, the Caesars Sports app. Your phone becomes magic. It's exactly right. Even if you're not there right now, you're in Atlanta, you're in Georgia, sign up for the app. So right when you cross uh, state lines into North Carolina, you got the Caesars Sportsbook app, you're ready to go and you're ready to wager when you get over there. Georgia should have legalized sports wagering by about 2046. In the meanwhile, thanks to our friends at Harris Cherokee for giving us that option when we cross over state lines. So Nick Saban didn't recognize a recent recruiting bargain. What's ahead will be even more shocking. Yeah,
3: it will be. Um, It turns out there was one. It was the only like above board by the rules way for a school to pay off a recruit to give a recruit an additional benefit that other either recruits even or general students did not get. Uh, Nick Saban wouldn't play ball this way, but there was one way. Now, the reason it was on my mind as I was looking at the another like updated list of the states that have relaxed laws because that's I was looking at the Dabo and Shane Beamer thing over in South Carolina. As far as schools, the actual programs themselves compensating kids or at least facilitating it, et cetera, they want to streamline this so, so the programs can do it. Um, Arch Manning's name, image, likeness revenue for the first 12 months on the UT campus, $3.8 Nico's Hall is closer to $9 million. Um, This is what Nick Saban was saying no to about 10, 12 years ago. Keenan Allen, the guy who's still in the NFL right now, he signed with Cal in February 2010. He had been a Bama... Basically a lean, and then a commit, and then a, well, I'm not sure. And then I heard Bama backed off recruiting Keenan Allen. There was all kinds of conversation about sketchy kid and his mom and the cousin and the uncle, and somebody wants money, and there's all kinds of family stuff with Keenan Allen and just sketchy. And Saban said, no way. Turns out none of that was the case. Uh, What was going on is he had a half-brother that was two years older that had already been on scholarship at Buffalo. Not a great program, but he was playing college quarterback some as a freshman and sophomore, a guy named Zach Maynard. So Keenan Allen said, I'm a five-star receiver. I'm the number one guy in America, and whoever it takes me, you have to take my half-brother because we want to play quarterback and wide receiver together. Nick Saban's like, yeah, I don't do that. Um, now, there is the math involved of one fewer scholarship. However, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen. Nick Saban could look at any five-star and say, I'll go get one of five or eight or ten more that will consider me. I'm not giving your half-brother a scholarship, and he's not even good enough. So that's basically why, and they were very direct in that. It's like, yeah, we're just going to stop recruiting you right now. Go find somewhere else. Cal Berkeley was like, we'll give five family members scholarships if you'll come all the way out here from North Carolina. Keenan Allen's like, hell yeah, I'm going to be a golden Bear." So he goes out and he plays three great years, bust his tails in the league, all of this stuff. He's never been anything but a productive receiver. His brother actually did get to play some quarterback at Cal for those two years. And so he got his family moment and good for him. I ride with my brother and all of that. And it was just, it was a, it worked out, I guess. Um, Saban wouldn't do it. And when I say there was a by the rules way tuition for the entire school year at Alabama, the year that, Keenan Allen would have been a freshman and Nick Saban would not pay for another scholarship, $20,500. For $20,500 additional dollars, they could have had Keenan Allen back in 2010. Again, Arch Manning got 3.8. He didn't even play. Mm -hmm. Nico is about 8.8, and they knew going in Joe Mixon's going to be the quarterback. Um, Now, as shocking as these differences are, there's one that's going to be even more so. When the players come back around to that idea that they are after the raw bottom line revenue, the intake, the ingress of money in probably four to five years when the new money for the contracts that happened in the new round of playoffs starts happening. Yeah, they're coming back for the actual direct revenues. And so now you're going to be looking back going, I remember you get Arch Manning for $3.8 million, where a pro quarterback's getting $45 million a year. They're going to keep moving closer to that. I promise they're coming for direct revenues in probably before the end of the 2020s.
2: Oh, no, there's no question whether or not they're going to be called employees or not. No, they're going to want their cut based on the percentage. And I've said this a few different times. People can get mad at this or they can realize college football could have settled this years and years ago by giving just a little. Remember, we see here terms like stipends. We used to hear terms like, just give them a little, enough to go to a movie, enough to get a pizza. They held on to that money, and they held that money, and then the dam broke. And Now that the dam is broke, oh, and the NCAA is no abdicated, They're just going to walk away and be like, yeah, we can't control this now. Years and year, they could have just a little. Keep them happy. Keep them quiet, right? And that didn't happen. Meanwhile, as the college football world continues to morph into the NFL, the news came out today, Ross Dellinger had it, that college football is expected to add helmet communication tablets on sidelines, and a two-minute warning.
3: two-minute warning, my it's God. It's the NFL 2.0. They just sped the game up just a little tiny bit. <laughs> they're going to give that little game back. But the, they said two minutes because we have different timing rules within no. the two minutes. We want to make sure that everyone understands no. that we're now – No, they don't. The two-minute warning gives you another break. Two and a half minutes of commercials.
2: Correct. That's fine. What? A, it's the NFL. It's just now under the heading of you go to
3: the University of Alabama and you go to Georgia and you go to – do you, you know the new deal that takes the SEC, like the big three thirty or whatever the marquee game is from CBS to the ABC networks? That provides an additional nineteen million dollars mm-hmm. for each school. Not not nineteen versus like CBS was paying fifteen, whatever just bonus. Nineteen yep. more million every year for every SEC school just because it's on this channel instead of that one. Mm-hmm. That one game. Yep.
2: Uh, I told you guys to start the show today, and hopefully. Relieve some of the panic that Ronald Acuna didn't play today. He felt soreness in his knee, snit after the game, said Acuna was taken to an area doctor for further evals. He said if this was the regular season, he would have played. He felt some discomfort after yesterday's rundown between second and third, took BP. Sounds like it's not a big deal. Now you can choose to panic because it's Ronnie and that's fine, or you can say it's March 1st and they're being smart. Why even play him if he feels any discomfort? Uh, discomfort? Now that Acuna news was not the only one today. Kenny Acuña, the youngest brother of Ronald Acuña, has verbally agreed to join the Phillies, but he wouldn't be eligible to formally sign his international free agent contract until January of 2028, Hector Gomez had that story. Is he 13? Well, that's him doing the math. You have to be 16. He can't sign for another 26,
3: 26 another 4 years. And you can't be Adrian Beltre again anymore, I can swear you're 16. And they just say, okay, so, he's, we swear he's 16. Don't, I don't know. You still wouldn't check because there's still ways to figure
2: out a way around it. But, yes, it's harder to pull that off. So by verbally agreeing, do you know how many times this has happened where the, the kid is given some money he's at 12, 12 or 13? And by verbally agreeing, you haven't signed anything. You can do whatever you want in two or three years. Yep. Completely snake the deal and go sign with the Rangers or go sign with the Braves. That's where the brother is, isn't it? Wouldn't you? Yeah, well, the, yeah, the brother. How do I say his name? Luis, L- Luis Angel? Angel? Really Angel. Angel signed with the Mets. But I would think if you're Kenny Acuna, you wouldn't be with your big brother. In fact, we should get all the Acunas. They should all eventually end up back in Atlanta. I think that should be part of the deal. Now, I know you're probably not dug into college basketball right now, and that's fine. So when I ask you if you know who the center for Indiana State is, your response should be, no, I don't. I really Indiana? don't know who the Sycamore Center is, no. <laughs> it's a guy named Robbie Avila. And the reason I know this is because I've seen him on social media constantly. He's been nicknamed Cream Abdul Jabbar. He's always looking guy with black goggles. Picture Kurt Rambis, but about 50 pounds heavier. The other night on Wednesday night, he had 35 points, eight rebounds, five assists shot 60%. He wear whatever he wants. He looks like a slower version of uh, Nikola Jokic, (laughs) but he's that type of player and he's getting all these nicknames, right? Boobies. He's big. Okay. So one guy called him Larry blurred because of the goggles now, he is of Mex- uh, Mexican heritage, so somebody said, no, let's change it to La Crema Abdul-Jabbar. So this guy's getting all the pub everywhere. And I don't know how good Indiana State is, but I hope to they God they make, I hope they make the tournament.
3: They got ranked for the first good. time since Larry Bird was good. there last week, and then they lost two straight.
2: The tournament needs this kid in it. We need to oh, have. absolutely. He's Kevin Pitsnoggle. When we have Cream Abdul-Jabbar as a nickname, you got to be in the tournament. And I, the highlights the other night were hysterical. He doesn't. Looks like he's a baller. He has no speed to get anywhere on the court, but it, I'm telling you, he looks like a... Crazy passes. He does. A great passer. He's got some Nicola Jokic Remember to him.
3: Chris Kamen, Caveman? When he, Where was he? Uh, where did he go to college? Cayman was... Uh, a smaller school, and I was like, yeah. hey, there's this guy named Caveman, and I watched him, I was like, okay, I get it. Caveman, yes.
2: If we get lost, Central Michigan for Cayman. if we get locked out of the tournament again for the state, we have to root for Indiana State.
3: I'm in. Sweet in, unis Indiana. too. They go with the uh power the uh powder blues a lot, too. Well, Indiana, you. damn. It, it's Indiana. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. State. State. Indiana State, right?
2: All right, coming up, this take from certain members of the Atlanta media is one of the weirdest and whitest I've heard in a while. Does he make his own turkey tetrazzini? Who? I was a big little mermaid fan, Toy Story fan, right? It's good to know. Awesome. Great. All right, I'll share my uh, tease with you and the payoff for it next.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like.
1: located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always
0: expect the best. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win.
1: 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta Jim Ellis automotive where you can always expect the best spring is here and baseball is back you can't forget the derby I love
0: the hats do you have yours yet my hat I treated myself to a whole outfit if you want to be able to treat yourself then you should check out the nest savings account at lge community credit union where they want you to reach your savings goals faster
4: Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives, head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.